but they tried to go to Moody for that three and Moody made it, but then they went and reviewed it and it was not, they called it off because he didn't get the ball up in the air when the foul, you know, when the foul occurred. So I think that momentum like kind of changed because had that counted and then he would have went to the free throw line, you know, for one or whatever, like that would have been a game changer, I think. So that call right there was a huge momentum change. And like Malik, all, every time he comes off the bench, he's just, he just does something that uh, something positive for the team. And for him to hit that three um, to make it a one point game after the steal and then hit the game winner, man, it was this game was something else. Yeah, this was a psychological breakthrough, I think, for the whole team. Uh, hopefully we can play to our averages and to our potential every time we face the dubs in the future. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's Daily, joined by my co-pilots, Elizabeth and Naima. What's happening? What's going on? What's up? Beautiful come from behind victory over the dubs, our supposed big brother. Uh, We weren't little brother tonight. Granted, uh, (laughs) we came from behind at the very end, and I will take that. All right, first quarter, Kings start off out of sorts. Kessler Edwards draws a charge on Wiggins. Malik Monk scores seven straight points. Warriors on the quarter with a 12-point lead. Second quarter, Warriors go on a run. At the six-minute mark, Kings are hitting 27% from three. Dubs are hitting 45% from three. Warriors go up 24 points at one point. Everybody is panicking at this point. My co-pilots, Elizabeth and Naima, what were you feeling at this moment? In the first half. Uh, honestly, watching that first half, it was a bit... No, it wasn't a bit. It was a lot disappointing because it wasn't more so of, like, we were playing well, we were just missing shots. It's It was more so, like, the effort just wasn't there. Like, we were expected to just, you know... Even though it was against the Warriors to, like, win this one. But um, definitely... Um, I don't know what Mike Brown said in the second half, but I like what I saw in the second half. Uh, first, I mean... We we came back sort of when Malik came in and it was like a two-point game and then we started half-assing shots and uh, the effort just wasn't there. Um, and like at one point, I think Domas had one rebound and Steph Curry had like seven. So just right there, you just know it's the effort. But I like what I saw from the bench and everything. I like what I saw from Duarte, honestly, guarding Steph. It was a, it was, he had solid defense on him. You know, Steph is going to get him his all the time, but... Yeah, it was just, it was a a bit of a tragic first half. I mean, all I'll say about that first half was the Warriors looked like a team that had three days off rest, and the Kings looked like they were playing a fucking back-to-back game. They looked slow, they looked sluggish, the defense was lazy, we weren't making our shots. It was an awful, awful, awful first half, so they could throw that shit down the drain, because thankfully we fucking won in the second half. 100%. I do want to shout out, and I know this is a Kings show, a Kings podcast, but shout out to Andrew Wiggins for coming through for the Warriors, going mid-range and just lighting the Kings up in the first half. That's what happened. I'm going to admit, I'm going to out myself and say I was mad at a few people, usually the same people that I'm always mad at for their defense. That's all I'm going to say. Anywho, third quarter, Herder and Monk hit threes. Kings get to the foul line and claw back within 13 points. Clean, shaven. Sasha Vazenkov enters the game with three minutes to go. Wiggins and Clay have a combined 42 points at this point. 
Beautiful drive and kick from Sasha to Herder, who passes to Monk for a corner three. Beautiful ball movement. Movement. Fourth quarter, Sasha's doing so many little things down low defensively, boxing out rebounds. He actually gets a block on Steph. Kings make a run and cut the lead to three. Sasha hits a three. Curry answers back with the three of his own. Dubs up by five with three minutes to go. Kings clamp down. They force two turnovers. Monk hits a game-winning shot with maybe, what, seven seconds to go? Was that it? Kings win. My goodness. What a victory. So, yeah, that second half, I mean, I swear for like a good minute because, you know, the TNT broadcast kept showing like, you know, if the Warriors win by 12 or more, they're in. If they lose or if they win by 11 or less, then we're in. And I swear the Kings were like so allergic to like getting it under 13 points for like a bajillion fucking years. Like I was like, what are we doing? Like just play basketball. We literally like that third quarter, I felt like took an entire game with how many free throws were shot between both teams. I mean, it was crazy. But I think finally they made the adjustments in the in the halftime. They came out. They were very aggressive. They got to the basket. They stopped settling for the three-point shot. And then I think the turning point of, that, of the game was when Sasha, he had the block on Andrew Wiggins, but they tried to go to Moody for that three. And Moody made it, but then they went and reviewed it. And it was not, they called it off because he didn't get the ball up in the air when the foul, you know, when the foul occurred. So I think that momentum like kind of changed because had that counted and then he would have went to the free throw line, you know, for one or whatever, like that would have been a game changer, I think. So that call right there was a huge momentum change. We kept getting turnovers, you know, we kept forcing them turnovers. We kept getting them to foul us, which was freaking great. And then when Sasha came in the game, Sasha was a game changer. He had some crucial shots. Um, he played, I thought, some really good defense. And then I think the biggest MVP of tonight is Steve Kerr. Because why the fuck would you take Moses Moody out when he literally has 11 points in the fourth quarter and you put him on the bench? I'm like, thank you. Like, thank you, Steve Kerr, for fucking putting your best performer right now in the fourth quarter on the bench and bringing back in Andrew Wiggins, who, yes, was cooking us all game. But the second half. I thought we did great on him defensively. So thank you, Steve Curry. A shout out to him. He was the MVP of tonight. Yeah. Like you said, Liz, like, I think the game completely changed when we brought Sasha in. Sasha's, I feel like Sasha's defense is so underrated because he played such solid um, man-to-man defense on, like, their front court. And and he even got a couple blocks. Like, even in the fourth quarter, he what did he block, like, Curry? He blocked... Andrew Wiggins, he got, like, huge stops for us. And he hit, you know, back-to-back threes. Him and Moody were exchanging threes, but he was definitely a game-changer. And, like, Malik, all, every time he comes off the bench, he's just, he just does something that uh, something positive for the team. And for him to hit that three um, to make it a one-point game after the steal and then hit the game winner, man, it was – this game was something else. And it might have been, like, I don't know – uh, the the changing point, you know, changing of the guard, something like that, because games like this, we're usually the ones that are like, you know, lose it at the buzzer, but we won it for once. Um, but no, it was honestly, my emotions were like a roller coaster because I'm like pissed in the first half. I'm screaming by the end of the second. It's fourth. I'm like holding my breath because I'm like, it's a one. It was a one point game it was back and forth all the way and like as Daly said like the trauma was speaking when I said Steph Curry's probably gonna hit a half court 
buzzer beater on us at this point. But no, we won the game. It was a um, honestly from a neutral standpoint. If you ain't a fan of both teams, it was a great game uh, to watch. A twenty-four point comeback against the Warriors is something. You know, um, is something. And for them not to give up on themselves and like you know actually play with grit with effort you know, uh, be solid, like listen to like what the game plan is and everything. It was just, it was awesome to watch. And, uh, I'm so glad we won like the beam. And I know people are waiting to speak, but let me just say this just to keep it a bean. All right. The warriors did drop off. They yeah. had players falling off throughout the game. I understand CP three got injured. Um, I understand that GP2, which also could have been a, a key turning point, uh, unfortunately uh, injured his knee at some point in the second half. So, And he was killing us. Uh, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. he's like a free safety that reads boxes every move. He's disrupting passes, stealing, getting steals, knocking the ball out of Domas's hands. He was killing us every minute he was in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was also a turning point in the game, unfortunately for him. Uh, hopefully uh, it isn't too serious and I hope he gets better. I was just going to say, honestly, if they had hit a game winner against us, I probably would have quit basketball for like, I would have like my laptop. I would have been like, I'm done. My mental health. Like I cannot, (laughs) I'm deleting, I'm falling off the face of the fucking earth because I can't with it no more. Like my heart, I was like literally jumping up and down in my living room. My neighbors probably called the cops on me. So I might be arrested sometimes. No, No, I would have, we'll bail you out. I would have shut the spaces yeah. down. We we wouldn't have it. No, I'm saying I was already thinking about it. I was going to delete the link. It wasn't going to happen tonight. I'm not in the freaking mood. Seriously. Yeah, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been in the mood, but yeah. Yeah. At all. 100%. Anywho, it's been a minute, Element. Uh, congrats on all the changes in your life. Welcome back, man. What's going on? Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's, it's been a while. Like, I've gone through, you know, a lot of minutes, like the last... Well, six, nine months been challenging, but I got through it. I was just watching the game and like, you know, a few things I want to point out. Like I felt Mike Brown just with his rotations, he gotta tighten it up. Like I like for instance, just playing like just more just throwing Davion out there than Keon. It was it was just like a lot. I feel like you should have just tightened it up. Like when Steve Kerr was tying up his rotation, they had a good rhythm. It's just like you're not playing too many people. And like playing, and I felt he should have went with Keon Ellis more over Davion, especially with how Keon played while he was healthy instead of just going with Davion. I love Davion, but it's just like it's just more so. Just I feel like he, Keon is a better option at this point. And as far as just the challenge goes, I don't know why he used that challenge. I just thought we were about to lose this game because I was in the back of my mind. I was like, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be about ten plays. And I was wrong. There's 20 plays where we could have used that challenge, but it is what it is. And as far as the Kings go, like they're like they're getting open shots, but it just looked like they didn't come to play. Like they just looked so lazy, lethargic. They just did not. It just looked like they didn't want to be there. Sabonis, he just I don't know what it is against the Warriors. He just doesn't look as aggressive as he should be. Like against everyone else, he all plays AD. Out he all plays Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. I'll playing like damn near top ten centers, but he gets like lines up with Kevin Looney and Draymond Green and the Warriors, and he's just not saying he didn't do anything, but he just doesn't look like look like his regular self. And then the free throws, which were just making me 
almost just pulled his like pulled his hair on hair on my head because I was missing hella free throws. I was just like, there's no way. There is no way. I legit, but shout out Malik Monk and shout out shout out the Warriors too. Like I'm not even gonna talk trash. Like the Warriors always bring the best out of us. Like winning this game is important. Like this game winning this game is this was the most important win of the season. Like easily, like if we lost to them going three zero to the Warriors, even if we were to move on, it would it just wouldn't have been the same. But winning this game, no matter how we did it, is is key and important. It just builds, it gets over that mental lapse that we have because if we would have lost this game, we would have seen like oh, like the Warriors got the Kings number, this that in the third, and it would have been hard for us to really just you know, move on with that hanging over our heads the whole season. It's just like, yeah, you know, we won six straight, but it's like, I don't know, man, to get into the Warriors, but this this is key. This one was huge. And yes, man, like shout out Malik Monk. Malik Monk and shout out Sasha Vizinkov. They bet like they bailed us out big time. Like Fox did his thing even though he struggled, but Malik Monk and Sasha, they bailed us out. Like they really really bailed us out. Like I really legit did not think we were gonna win this game. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I had like I was I was I was I was rage tweeting throughout the whole game, but I'm gonna stand on business. Like them tweets gonna stay up, you know. I gotta I gotta stand on business, so I'll take the L on that. <laughs> right, way to own up. I appreciate that. Yeah, I gotta stand on business. But as far as just everything else, like I'm so happy. You know, it's, it was a long day, been a long few days. I'm so happy for the win. You know, go Kings, light the beam, and. That's all I got to say. Uh, I'm not. Word up, Element. Well said. And, and thank you for your service, man. You know what I mean? Um, I appreciate it. Seriously, the fact that this team found a way to win by only shooting 33% from three is amazing. Um, you mentioned uh, Sabonis just having struggles against Looney. And it's like, to Looney's credit, Looney is a freaking wall. Plus, he has that championship will. And he actually knows how to get himself held himself up for big games. Uh, but yeah, th- this was a psychological breakthrough, I think, for the whole team. Uh, hopefully, we could play to our averages and to our potential every time we face the dubs in the future. My goodness, it does feel that way. But granted, of course, we need to do things in the playoff to really be sure. I do really quick want to give a shout out to Trey Lyles because he had such a great game tonight. I mean, the rebounding. He was getting to the free throw line. I think he had like eight free throws. He missed a couple, but um, yeah, he just, he's such a game changer coming off the bench. He just gives you the outside shooting. I mean, he can get to the basket. He can rebound. Um, I think his defense is very underrated too. So I just think having him back has been so huge for this team. Yeah, I think um, having Trey play the five with the small ball lineup, again, it changed everything. Like him playing the five and then Sasha Pink playing the four, like that was our game changer for us. And I think um, that's like our secret weapon for Trey Lyles to play the five and it for, and for it to be successful as well. So yeah, he, he's one of the few, like he got a lot of free throws too. I think he like got eight, eight, nine or 10, something like that. And he hit most of them. So he was also important in that aspect since we only won by one. I, man, those missed free throws almost cost me my life, but it's okay. We won. <laughs> yeah, and, and I want to shout out Mike Brown for going 12 players deep, trying to find mm-hmm. that magic combination that could get us over the hump in this game. And I love that. When things aren't working, you need to change your shit up, period. And that's what mm-hmm. he did. 
uh, to go 12 deep uh, in a game like this is, is to me remarkable, especially when you get the result that we, we got. What's up, Paul Burner? Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, how's everybody feeling? I hope that you guys are feeling the same way that I am because that was that was something, man. That was um, I, I've I've watched so many Kings games in my life and most of them have ended in pain and you know but that doesn't take the the thrill away from watching a Kings team compete and the, the ferocity of support that they get from the fans here in Sacramento and um you know th- this game felt like game eight of last year's playoffs like this this just felt like the continuation of a series that never ended and probably never will end. They started something, you know, at the end of playoffs last season that I feel like won't ever end. And, and, and golden one takes it personal, you know, they take it personally. This is, this isn't, this is an issue to them. Um, and I absolutely love that. Um, there's just a couple things I wanted to hit on one. Uh, Kevin Herter had like a very under the radar, spectacular game. We do not win this game without Kevin Herter. Um, he hit, and a lot of it was in the first quarter. Um, pardon me, not the first quarter, the first half. A lot of it, you, you know, it was overshadowed by how terribly the rest of the team was playing. Um, but he had some clutch three pointers that kept us, you know, within 18, 20 points and didn't let this game become a 30, 40 point blowout. Um, he was distributing the ball. He was rebounding the ball. Um, he was just all over the place tonight. So flowers for Kevin Herter. I think his his efforts went a little bit unnoticed because of the pandemonium of the game. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to appreciate him. Two, I think that this game was six on six. It was five players on each team and each coach. And first play, uh, first half definitely went to Steve Kerr, and it wasn't because he did anything special. I just think that Mike Brown was in his head. I don't know what was going on with our coaching staff for the first half. Um, the the the, uh, the challenge call with six minutes, I was like pulling a hair out. I was like, "What are we doing?" Like, yeah, I get a three point foul. Like, what are we doing? You know, this game is coming down to the wire. Why are we using our challenge right now? Um, so that was kind of crazy. And then the whole rotation thing, I had no idea where Keon Ellis was. I had no idea why Javale McKee felt what played what felt like twenty minutes in the first quarter. I was like, what on earth is happening? Like, But he figured it out, and Steve Kerr fudged the bucket in the second half. Mike Brown got it together. I think he coached a really great second half, um, figured out his rotation a bit, uh, and I appreciate him for that. And then three, I just want to say that game winner, and I've been thinking the whole time that everyone else has been talking, I've been thinking about all the game winners I've seen as you know king's game winners and i think that's top three it's got to be top three it's up there with tyreek evans versus memphis you know the the half court shot that was that was ridiculous and i was just a kid um and then i gotta go uh bogdanovich game winner versus la that was a ridiculous ridiculous game winner and then this just the stupidity of that shot, that was the most classic Malik Monk shot I think I've ever seen. Just Malik Monk is the epitome of no, 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 no. Yes. That's that's Malik Monk. You just have you you hate everything that he does until he shows you why you shouldn't hate it. Um and so yeah, no, that was just that was just incredible. I was by myself. I couldn't believe I was by myself in my house just downing beers. This this was gonna be uh, a win or lose, I need beer type of type of game so i'm on top of the moon right now i'm just 
taking, you know, five minute increments walking outside and looking at the beam. Um, it's, it's a great night to be a Kings fan. I, I can't believe that, that they pulled that off and I can't wait for, for what's next. I love it. I love it. I love that you're taking breaks to calm yourself and appreciating the moment, looking at the beam. That's a beautiful thing. You know, I like that uh, you said shout out to uh, Kevin Herter. I do want to shout out HB. I feel like in the first half, HB was the only person that was locked in besides Fox in making his shots. So I will say that whether you guys want to disagree or not, because a lot of your HB haters, it is what it is. He held, he held it down and he kept us in the game in the first half. And by in the game, he kept it within 20 and not 30, like Pollard's burner said. Again, Malik Monk tends to play better and tends to shoot better when the shots are that much more difficult. And I love the fact that not only do we have Fox, but we also have Monk as a closer on this team. I say it time and time again, who else is going to step up in the playoffs? I want to know. It's Monk. Malik? It's Fox. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I was just going to say, Malik deserves like actual legit votes for sixth player of the year. Cause who's making an impact like him coming off the bench? Like he just won us this game literally. And how many times does he show up in games where we're like struggling? And then he just that spark off the bench that literally changes the tide of a game for us. Like, and I think he like ranks like top 10 in like three major, major statistical categories, like points. I think he's seventh. assists. He's like second and like rebounds. He's like, like seventh or something like that but yeah i want um i hope he actually gets proper votes because i think he he is a huge difference maker for us and like you said he's literally a closer and he's not even a starter for us so yeah if there was a box score stat for vibes and energy that he brings he'd win it oh. by a mile as far as it wouldn't even be close it's not even yeah and it's a shame because they don't put that into account they're going to look at everything else and he's you you already know nba and nba media they have their narratives and who they want to push struggle what's happening yeah man what a game it was fun to watch two really solid teams really good teams um just as a basketball fan watching this game uh the reason why the the Warriors lost, at least from my perspective and what I was looking at, and actually before that, I want to say shout out to uh, Sasha, other than my boy Malik Monk. Um, the reason why I want to say shout out to Sasha because he actually improved. I didn't like the shots at times, um, but he improved the pace, and that was the issue uh, for you guys. That's why Mike Brown always puts uh, the players to play at a higher pace because Golden State's weakness is pace, period. And so when you guys play faster, being the fastest team in high-octane offense, the great offensive team that you guys are. Also, when you guys are at your best, I didn't see that at the beginning of the game. Um, I'm sure you guys didn't see that. It was a start playing a little more half court, which is not really uh, a style. It's more high octane, getting shots up. So Sasha actually ignited the pace. Even with his misses, it forced the Warriors to play into that style of play, and then boom, things started to take off from there. Then the 20 turnovers uh, from Golden State obviously (laughs) facilitated that. And then it helped. And then, like uh, Liz said, man, shout out to, to Coach Carter because he's the real MVP of, this, of the of the L. That was a colossal mistake by taking out Moses Mookie, who uh, I have so much respect for in terms of just his veteran mindset, in terms of being able to knock down shots, staying cool, calm, and collective when uh, you guys were blitzing Curry. Um, it was just an overall good game um, to watch in terms of just uh, how teams uh, respond to adversity, how players respond to adversity. Um, and just two different coaching styles. I know people were questioning the coverage that Mike Brown 
you know, was was having earlier on, on staff, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you know, for those who know the the tendencies of, of Golden State, it's it's you know they're they're going to give up big leads and they've had trouble uh, putting teams in the line and and having turnovers. So I, I didn't have any doubt that you guys would come wouldn't come back. Uh, so you know, like I said earlier, it's to to daily. Fox is a little uncharacteristic with the missed free throws, but you can never count him out in terms of just uh, the fact of his moxie when uh, the moment gets big and then the moment gets big. He's been doing that, uh, you know, pretty much since high school and there. So it's nothing, it's nothing new uh, that I've seen from Malik. So I'm just happy that he found a home with you guys. Even if it wasn't with my team, I'm happy that he's shining for the Sacramento Kings. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was really impressed with the win, man, because you guys could have hung it up at home. Uh, and you didn't uh, down 24 and then coming back. It just shows good uh, that what this team is made of. And it's just another thing to uh, add to the character uh, of the team overall. So this is a gut, gut, you know, win props to you guys. And it was a good game to watch. And I look forward to the playing tournament against the Pelicans and seeing how you guys redeem yourselves uh, against him. I love it. You know, what's funny it. too. Go ahead, Liz. Oh, sorry, Daly. But uh, just speaking on Fox's missed free throws, because he had, he missed eight tonight and that's, I mean, he misses a couple usually because he's not the greatest, you know, free throw shooter. But I guarantee you his wife, Rousse, was sitting on the, you know, sidelines there. And she was just, like, cringing. Like, you know she's busting his ass. She's like, get your ass in the gym. I don't care. Shoot, like, 100 fucking free throws. Like, do what you got to do. Um, so that's what I love about Rousse because she keeps it 100, especially, like, not only with Fox, but she'll keep it 100 with a lot of the players on the team. And she's kind of like the like spokesperson i feel like of the team but yeah that he kept missing him to the right it was like so weird um or i mean the left like he just kept like hitting the left side of the rim and i'm just like what is he doing like they just looked so bad when they were coming off his hands so yeah i mean the fact that we missed 15 free throws tonight and still won like that's fucking crazy like that's unheard of and shot like shit from three like that's crazy how, how long has he been back from injury? Because I think that, you know, could certainly play a factor in terms of just him getting his rhythm back and everything. Has it been a week or two? Yeah, it's been like a week and a half. Okay. He's been back, I think, like five games now, so. Well, back to Fox, though. Credit to him for keeping on attack mode. You know what I mean? I, I just think, even though he was missing his free throws, he still got to the line. And I still, that counts for something. Even if it's only one out of two. Uh, it's still better than nothing. So uh, the fact that our leader, our best player, continued to attack regardless, uh, I think says a lot. And then uh, struggle, I want to know, what do you think of Mike Brown trapping Curry uh, in the second half? I think it started midway through the third, or, or was it only in the fourth quarter? Yeah, no, midway through the third and then mostly in the fourth exclusively. I thought the location of the trap was key in terms of pushing him out further so that the trap the the past travels uh, allowing uh, you know players to like Sasha actually did a really good job tracing um, and on top of that helping him recover like he's really and I know you talked about this in your, uh, your other spaces he's because you know you know how the European dudes they get a bad rep and saying that they can't defend that's, that's all bullshit first and foremost with him he he does a really good job uh, showing effort and and you know contesting shots blocking shots things of that nature altering shots. Um, and I thought the location of that trap for Mike Brown and the Kings and your Kings uh, really played dividends into them, you know, igniting breaks and getting turnovers and things of that nature because he had to, you know, really put effort into trying to break that trap. And it was, you know, it was a really good job by uh, the Kings. Yeah, and they had to adjust because I think if they did it sooner in the first half, they would have adjusted at halftime, right, and, and figured out a scheme to beat that. So 
yeah, shout out to Mike oh, Brown for doing it. The only scheme was exactly the only scheme that was breaking that trap that he took out and Moses Moody because everybody else was tired and fatigued, man. Because having to guard Fox and having to guard Herder off of uh, uh, you know, off of um, all ball actions, man, is very difficult for for uh, them. So you guys are running him out the gym, and you guys, I, I feel like, and I'll just let my plan here, Daily, is that if you guys play with pace. I think you guys get over that proverbial bump that some King, uh, Kings fans think that you guys have against Golden State. It's really, it's really your uh, your bread and butter against them. Yeah, and then just the psychological battle. We just got to make our shots. If we make our shots, the floor floor spreads to give Fox more room to operate. But you know they sag off our shooters if if we're not shooting well. We were shooting under thirty percent in the first half, and so every time Fox drove, it, it's like they just packed the paint, which makes it harder for him. Nolan, what's up? Thanks for waiting. Appreciate you. Yo. How you doing? We're doing great. Big win. Uh, but with going forward, I, I've loved Harrison Barnes. I've always loved Harrison Barnes. Do you think if we do anything the trade deadline and go for an OG or someone is is Barnes the first one we're thinking about moving or that's you know what? That's the consensus of most Kings fans and in all the, the beam trade machiners. Um for mm-hmm. whatever reason, Barnes has the shortest leash on the team, uh, even though he does so much for us and, and gets to the line for us. Uh, not necessarily tonight, but yeah, he's really underappreciated. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, he's the vet on the team. He's the most experienced guy. But uh, with I, I love Keegan, the starter, uh, Sabonis. But if you want to pick up two weak spots to start, it's Sometimes Kevin Herter, if he's hot, if he's cold, it's kind of hit or miss some nights. You saw the beginning of the season, he struggled here and there. But after that, it's – do we need to solidify that at the trade deadline and go for something or just rock with what we have right now? You know what's interesting? Uh, I don't know if you saw this interview with Mike Brown. It was a, it was a practice interview, one of those media scrums where he has uh, you know, all the reporters around him. And they were kind of talking about like a three-year plan. So he kind of mm-hmm. said, specifically yo we're gonna see what we have this year we're gonna see what happens in the playoffs and then we're gonna start tweaking and it, which is i think is fair you got to see who steps up and who improves their game to be a playoff performer for this team and and, yeah. Yeah, and i know i'm impatient dude uh, like nine times out of ten i'm totally zen about this and i want the kings to do well and, and i, I kind of have like a five-year uh scope of this, so to speak, because I look at all the great teams that have won chips. It took about five years to build. We all yeah. remember those Milwaukee Bucks teams that that lost the Heat in the first round. Um, they would bow out of the playoffs, um, and then they got Drew Holiday, and, and then things started cooking for them. And it takes that long. And then look at the Nuggets. Um, they've gotten their ass beat in the playoffs, especially the bubble. And then they retooled, um, and they got better. So I think if you look at it that way, it's like, okay, then I, I give us like a five to seven year window. Um, mm-hmm. But man, just that taste of that first round last year, I'm so impatient, dude. Like, yeah, I want to. Well, I've, I've, me and my, I have friends who are, I'm in SoCal, so I have a lot of Laker friends. Uh, and then after we signed Harrison Barnes, they're giving me a hard time saying, oh, that's a bad contract. Oh, it's, oh, you overpaid him. I was like, if he makes that three game seven, that's a great contract. We're one three away from that being a, a great contract in most people's eyes. But you know what's funny is, is everybody who hates on Barnes, they could never give me a name that's better than him at that value. They can't. Yeah. 
you could say Kuz, but guess what Kuz makes? You know, he's asking for the bag. He got what, 30 or 40 or whatever? It's like, yeah. or 25, I think. But still, it's like you're not going to find somebody at that price point that gives you the same type of value. And, and all value, the, yeah, the value is insane for what he brings to the table. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see how the rest of the season plays out for us. And I, I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's been a while. I've been watching. I was telling somebody, he's like, so I was a bandwagon fan. It's like, I've watched 20 minutes a night of Willie Colley Stein. I've, <laughs> I've been here. All right. I know this team. Dude, yeah. So. Tell me about it, man. Yeah, I, I really feel happy for all the old school fans. Uh, all us yeah. olds uh, that were there during the rough years. Um, yeah, man. It, it's crazy. Nolan, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming. Come back anytime. Appreciate the time. Can, can I ask a question real quick? Go for it. So you said like five year plan path i'm curious um like where does that start to you like does that five years start like with the halliburton trade or yeah like last year like what does that mean to you to me it, it means uh a little bit halfway before last year once once okay. domas came and the core came together uh it starts there and then you know the tweaks start happening right then we get keegan then we get herder then we get malik um yeah, so I, I think uh, that's fair. What do you think? And then, I don't know. Like, that was just an interesting thought. Like, I want to know what you think because, like, that's probably – you're probably right about right because, um, like, when I think, like, Jamal Murray, when he starts showing that he can be a star, that's, like, 2018, 2019. So you're on the right track. I, what do you think are the steps w that need to be taken? Oh, it, it might just be one guy. It might just be that one piece that ever that mythical one piece that everybody talks about, whether it's yeah. OG or Pascal. It might be somebody else. Hell, do you think? Keegan, he, do ahead. you think Keegan could be the one step? Man, he's looking like it, but I need consistency. He's showing yeah. flashes right now. It's kind of—I don't know if you're a part of draft Twitter, but if you look at rookies and you start seeing potential, you see flashes, but then they aren't yeah. who they are until three or four years from now. Scotty yeah. Barnes yeah. isn't Scotty Barnes until maybe next season. He's a badass yeah. now, but when you look at him in his rookie year, he just showed flashes. Same thing with yeah. Cade Cunningham. Um, you know what I mean? And then Shengun. Yeah, definitely. It's like Shengun. Rookie year, eh, you know, he's all right. Oh, baby Jokic, not really. People started shitting on him. Look at him now. I, so, I never would have thought Fox would be the player he is now based on his rookie year. I'm not going to say I called it, but but since he killed my Bruins, I, I I was kind of pleased. It was bittersweet for me when he came to the Kings. It was like, oh, okay. shit. Yeah. The guy that lit the Bruins up. And, uh, yeah, so it's rough, man. No. JP, okay. thank you. Yeah. Um, Nolan, thank you so much. All right. Marcus, what's up? Um, just a couple points um, that I'm going to start with. First one is going to be shout-out to freaking Sasha. Shout-out to Malik Monk. And shout-out to De'Aaron. Going the last 15-29, I believe, without being pulled out straight. Um, Sasha was pulled, I believe, the last second free throw uh, to end the third. But to be able to go 15 and a half strong without no breaks um, was huge for us, which leads into my second point. Shout out to Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Um, for out coaching. Steve Kerr today. Um, as you can see in that first half, JaVale was god awful. And um, 
made an adjustment at a half, rode with Sasha, rode with Trey Lyles, and that is a difference in the game like today. Whereas Steve Kerr rode with Moses for a little bit. He got hot, took him straight out for whatever god-awful reason, and that changed the game, part one. The second thing that changed the game was Draymond being Draymond. As you can see, that crowd was ready for something to erupt and any little thing he did tonight. And once that happened, you can feel and see the energy watching it on TV, the momentum shift. So um, that's about pretty much what I got. Thank you. And let's get ready to go for another one tomorrow because I'm sure the Clippers are going to be ready to go coming off a horrific loss last night to Denver. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be tough considering Clippers are old as hell and, and they get gassed uh, in the fourth compared to us who came off an emotional game. And so, yeah, we'll see who has more energy tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think it's even Steven, honestly, considering the personnel, if that makes sense. Torino, what's up? If I'm going to be the one to close this out, I feel like this is the appropriate way. Um, although this is more of a, a pregame thing, but shit. And no better time than the present. Luckily, we weren't in Group B because then the B would stand for Bean. Uh, that was corny. My bad, y'all. Like the Bean. <laughs> you got to beam leave, Torino. And uh, yeah, man, um, what a great night. And, and a, a lesson to some people. And I know I sound like a dick right now, but come on, man. 20 points is nothing in this day and age. In this spaced out era where everyone's shooting threes, it really is nothing. So unless we're getting our asses handed to us in the first quarter in the first half, like the Rockets did. Yeah, I could see it because you could tell they were deflated. This was a little different. And I don't know, man, they kept chipping away and Fox kept attacking. And, and I'm so glad they pulled it out. Another test, the Pels. I don't want to look ahead of the uh, Clippers also. Again, I, I do think their collective age is in our favor, so we'll see uh, what happens. Plus, they're still kind of – I don't know if they found themselves yet or not. There's just a big question mark. So I think that game is not a scheduled loss by any means. Uh, you know, it's doable. Uh, if they play our game and we hit our shots, like any team, uh, we'll win. That's all I got to say. And, and I, I really do want to head out to Vegas. But that Pels team, it, it's going to be tough. So we'll see what happens. You guys are the best. We're out of here. Light the beam. This is one for the ages. It's amazing. Though. Light the beam. Let's go, yo. All right. Good night. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.